Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to episode 8 of the Musical Weed Podcast. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. I have a little bit of a dry throat. Ah. And like I said, welcome to episode 8 of the Musical Weed Podcast. What a way to start off the episode, huh, guys? But, um... Starting off, how we usually start off these episodes, uh, what's been in my rotation. Um, starting off with music, um, I've been kind of getting back to my roots a little bit, like pop punk uh, kind of stuff. I've been listening to a lot of Neck Deep, a lot of the story so far. Um, been listening to Let Live, which is not really pop punk, but you know. You know, kind of getting back to my emo, you know, seeing roots, kind of, um, all that good stuff. Um, what else have I been listening to? Um, uh, there was some new music releases last night that I still have to check out. Uh, Freddie Gibbs just dropped his new album, Soul Sold Separately, or SSS for short. Um, Kid Cudi dropped a new album, Intergalactic which is supposed to be like a companion album to an animated show he has on Netflix right now. Um, I might check that out pretty soon. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks in that, it looks like it has that same style as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, so I'll have to check that out. Uh, what else have I been listening to? Um, been going back to asap rocky's first mixtape live love asap and even 10 years later that album still sounds really fresh i feel like that that cloud rap era didn't get enough wasn't around long enough because i mean just i feel like we need something like that in this era now you know like cloud rap it was so different you know so spacious you know it sounded ethereal you know so it sounded so otherworldly, you know, and it was like a breath of fresh air, especially during that time where we had, you know, the, you know, the flashing, you know, bling era kind of, you know, um, things are starting to change, but that's when everything kind of started real commercialized. Um, that's when like, mm, like commercial rap was like sounding pretty stale, I guess, like, for, like perspective like around that time that was like when Tyga's you know Rack City was like a big hit you know songs and kind of that vein that's what was kind of ruling the mainstream and then when we got you know ASAP Rocky and Cloud Rap and kind of the resurgence of you know all these different you know kind of genres you know it was like a breath of fresh air and I feel like we haven't really gotten something like that in this you know new decade or whatever in this new generation and I'm, and forever you know i feel like we need something we need something new to bring breathe some life into you know into you know this hip-hop game because it's getting a little stale now at this point but we shall see um video games that i've been playing i've been playing uh alien isolation it's like the survival horror game of, you know, aliens, aliens, you know, the movie with the xenomorphs, you know, alien, aliens, that kind of stuff. Um, and man, that game stresses me the fuck out, especially since this time I'm playing on my PS5 and I have the 
my PS5 uh, Pulse 3D headsets, which, you know, it really like, immerses you in the game. So, like, when I'm playing it, like, I hear everything. I hear, like, when the alien's moving across the 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 vents above me or you know moving below me or you know i can hear him like moving through the hallways and then when he like when the alien is like in the room like you hear you know his big ass menacing footsteps and you hear like his the breathing and like the hissing it's like oh fuck 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 and um just like the ambiance of the, the the soundscape of the game itself like it really immerses you in the world of aliens and it really does a good job of stressing you out like my heart was thumping this whole time when i was in this one section of the game where i had to go through the medical center to find a passcode and find a key card to get into the lower hospital area to get medical supplies for one of my hurt crewmates and that was when the alien popped out again and i was walking down the hallway and then the vent in front of me like the the vent that was like above in the ceiling like broke open and I'm like oh shit and like i ducked under the one like these uh hospital beds and i'm watching and i see like the alien just creep down and i'm like oh shit and i have to keep an eye on the motion tracker because the motion tracker is like your your lifeline to try and keep like okay the alien is moving that way all right let me all right he's far enough let me try and you know move out a little bit keep an eye on the motion track and keep an eye because if you see it coming your way like you you gotta hide you gotta hide real quick because that's one of the things about alien isolation is you don't have like the heavy weaponry of like the colonial marines like an aliens where you can actually like take on the alien and you'll know, kill it you know you don't have any weapons that strong like your only option is to really hide you know because even though you have like a revolver and i think you get a shotgun at one point it's not enough to hurt it or kill it you know so you're really at the mercy of you know you have to hide and plan out maybe distract the alien so it can get out of your way so you can get into the next corridor or something like that you know you have to be real smart because you know if you get caught by the alien that's it if you get caught by the alien it's an instant kill like there's no fighting it there's nothing like it's an instant kill um and i don't know it's it's a really great game um i got it because later on in a little bit actually after i'm done recording this episode um i got this alien role-playing game uh it's a tabletop art role-playing game you know like a dungeon and dragons cyberpunk kind of deal but for aliens and i'm gonna run it for me and my cousins you know see how that goes and I will come report back to y'all uh, next week and tell you how it went. You know, maybe it might be something that interests you. If you're a fan of Aliens like I am, it might be something that interests you. And it might be a new uh, game system I might, you know, try to get into. But we shall see. Um, as far as anime goes, um, today is actually the start of October. And as people who love anime like I do, we know we are eating this this October. Like this October is stacked. Like today we got a uh, new episodes of My Hero season six and then Spy Family. Uh episode 13. We're getting the second half of Spy Family now. So we're it's starting, y'all. It's starting. So I think going forward, I think 
what's gonna be in my rotation is when I talk about anime it's kind of be gonna be low-key like a recap of the episodes that I've watched you know in the week or whatever so starting with spy fan excuse me y'all starting with spy family um it was a really great you know episode coming back into it um the animation is top notch the opening like the opening and the ending songs are are dope they're a1 and plus the visuals they stepped up the visuals big time for the opening and ending songs like they look like low-key like movie quality for these opening and endings um as far as the episode goes um it was a really good introduction back into spy family picking off picking up where kind of left off um uh still kept that wholesome kind of feel but now it seems like this arc we're going into i mean i kind of read a little bit of the manga up to this point but i'm not gonna spoil anything but this arc of the manga that we're going of the anime we're going into it's gonna be a little bit darker and the stakes are gonna be more immediate to is one way to put it they're gonna be more immediate you know whereas you know the main overarching plot is you know uh lloyd has to you know get close to the the prime minister of of the east or whatever to try and stop him from destroying the west or whatever um that's like the overarching goal and like uh mission but this new arc that we're going in the mission is more apparent it's more you know demanding and more in your face it's more immediate to put it into perspective because when you find out like what's going on it's like oh shit yeah they gotta deal with this right right now right like real quick um so in terms of episodes i I give it an 8 out of 10 you know it was really good really great um nothing that had me like you know my jaw dropping it but it was really good really great um you know it was a really good spy family episode so i'll say that um don't want to spoil anything you know i hope y'all are watching it like i am every single saturday so i will try not to spoil anything in the episodes but i make no promises you know like like come on y'all it's only like 22 minutes 23 minutes out of your life just watch it every saturday you know come on but moving on from that uh going on to my hero um i was talking with the with the co-worker from work shouts out to carlos um i was telling like yo this season of my hero they have to bring it because the last season the last two seasons really have been pretty pretty mid with this last season being pretty bad with how like they handled the my villain arc you know how they rearranged it and kind of like all right come on we gotta get through this we gotta get through this and you know they kind of watered it down you know it was pretty bad um so and with these last two seasons like morale around my hero has been kind of dipping down i'm like yo it's make or break for my hero they gotta come with it for this season especially since this season is going to be covering the the paranormal liberation front war which like this is what the marine ford war to one piece was 
when the marine ford war arc happened for one piece i haven't gotten that far there yet i know i'm still making my way through one piece i'm going at my own pace y'all you know i don't have enough patience to just watch one piece every single freaking day i'm going at my own pace i need my own breaks from one piece but i digress the marine ford war arc for one piece like to put it in perspective like it was selling like two million copies in the manga before it like two three four million sometimes of the manga after the marine ford arc like, aired like it was getting like 10 million 20 million 30 million you know manga sales like big increase when the marine ford arc happened and this is this could very well happen for the my hero arc for the my hero manga and you know all of it if they do this arc justice if they animate it right if they you know don't don't touch nothing don't try to switch things up don't try to move things around to make room for another thing just leave it how it is literally just copy and paste it into anime format that's all you gotta do but uh with this episode me and him were talking i'm like look my hero gets one pass and that's for the first episode because a lot of the seasons i think all i think most if not all the seasons outside of season one maybe you know uh they were kind of like recap episodes like they just recapped like what's happened they and they recap people's quirks like I, I think they did that last season when they recapped everything that's happened like oh yeah this person's quirk is this and that person's quirk is like dog i've been watching this shit since like 2017 like 2016 whenever the fuck it came out like i've been here since day one i know who everyone is i know what everyone's quirk is like come on like you're you're, you're wasting time but this episode no it hits the ground r- running you know it starts off like how the arc and the manga starts off um and the animation is really good like there's this one scene where i'm not gonna spoil it but i'm gonna try and describe the detail like the the scene with little little to no detail as possible i'll try to like make it as broad as possible but this one character is like charging down this hallway and this and this character has like a really has a quirk that makes him like a really like superhuman fast and the way they animated it like mixing 2d animation with 3d like most of the time when you add 3d animation into it it kind of makes it an eyesore but the way they kind of did it it made it look really clean and fluid and epic so i'm like okay if they can keep up this quality for the rest of the season we we got a banger on our hands like this might be you know you know season of the year you know if they keep this quality up you know fingers crossed they're hoping they don't drop the ball but you know we shall see and i will be reporting it every saturday you know as what's in my rotation um i think that about covers what's been in my rotation right anime movie not movies but anime uh, music video game yeah that, that about covers it all uh moving on to the topic section uh starting with anime um fate is getting a new anime annotation fate being uh the franchise of fate zero fate stay night um look y'all i know fate is confusing as fuck to get into 
if you want to get into fate just start with fate zero then watch fate stay night on little blade works if you like all that if you like those two and you want to branch out go ahead but those two if you don't like those two you're not gonna like fate at all you know but if you like those two then you'll like fate as a whole then you can start branching out like watching the other stuff um but fate is getting a new anime this one's a spinoff because in fate lore the main timeline is fate zero fate stay night and fate stay night has three different routes that you can go down which the original fate stay night is based off a video game and the video game there were three different routes pretty much based off of which girl did you want to romance the three being the fate route the the limited blade works route and then the heaven's field route um and everything else is just you know spin-off side you know side projects you know alternate universes alternate timelines type shit but you know i digress fate is getting a new one this one's called fate strange fake uh and aniplex of uh america said you know this holy grail war is filled with lies you know kind of teasing it uh it's supposed to be we're supposed to be getting it in december of 2022 which is really great because i mean i've been kind of missing some missing fate you know i haven't seen fate in a while which i mean i still have plenty of fate to go through i haven't watched all the fate spinoffs and everything like that i've only seen like the main timeline which is you know fate zero fate stay night uh which that was like one of the first animes like anime animes i got into back in the day when i say anime anime like i watch anime like well over a decade well you know i start off with what everyone started off with you know dragon ball naruto you know bleach like that kind of stuff fate was kind of the first anime that i watched and then when i watched it i went you know back to school you know trying to talk to some of my friends about i got that what's that like what the fuck is that like i never heard of that what's that you know that was the first one i got that reaction to I'm like oh so this one's kind of an obscure one like oh i mean if you're like into anime like that it wasn't obscure but you know that was kind of like the first anime anime i got into was fate stay night and i haven't watched that one in years i might rewatch that one one of these you know pretty soon but uh so we got that to look forward to and then near automata which is a video game i've heard a lot of great things about the video game i haven't played it personally um i might play it one of these days but um i might play it after i watch this because near automata is getting an anime adaptation um it's going to be done by i believe it's a1 pictures which a1 picture has a really good track record of you know adapting like animating you know you know animes and stuff like that they have a really good track record um they do have a track record of you know taking some you know creative liberties with some of their source material but with it being a game i don't know how they're gonna you know navigate that but uh i'm kind of i'm i'm looking forward to it because i've heard a lot of great things about the video game itself and i always hear like it has like one of the best stories in a video game i just haven't gotten around to actually watching it yet or playing it yet because i have a lot of games on the back burner i start to make my way through and i feel like near automata is going to be one of those like 40 50 hour long games it's like oh dog i got i already got enough games i gotta make my way through like chill 
I don't want to add another one on top of that. So, you know, hopefully this anime does a pretty good job of adapting it. So it kind of, you know, saves me the the trouble of having to go play the actual video game. But uh, we shall see how that one turns out. Um, next, uh, Dr. Stone Season 3. I love Dr. Stone. I love um, how kind of informative it is. Like it teaches a lot about science and how certain things are made and you know the science behind things and a lot of the science is actually sound it's actually you know it's actually you know not pulled out of your ass pull out of you know the author's ass he actually did his research and you know a lot of i've seen videos of you know like physicists or chemists you know reacting to episodes of dr stone and they're like yeah yeah that's true yeah that's accurate yeah yeah and you know it's a fun cool story while also being you know informative it's the bill nye of anime if you will <laughs> and uh season three is coming in spring of 2023 um i wish it was sooner but you know we've been waiting a while for it but uh we'll be getting season three in spring 2023 i'm very looking i'm very much looking forward to that um that's another manga i still need to read is dr stone i have a lot of manga i gotta read y'all but um yeah can't wait for that um moving on to gaming uh google stadia for those of you who don't know google the comp yes the company google they were trying to get into the gaming market and they came out with the uh, with a cloud-based gaming system, cloud-based being like a uh, stuff that exists kind of over the internet. You know, for those of you who have an iPhone, you have the iCloud, which is like, you know, this imaginary, you know, storage space that exists, you know, within, you know, uh, the internet slash, you know, Apple's, you know, server farm, whatever. The cloud, it's not on your specific phone, it exists somewhere else. Um, cloud gaming follows those same principles where you play a video game but everything is being streamed to your google stadia or whatever for you to play um now a lot of troubles plague the stadia from its inception one being its business model um it was a subscription a, uh i can't talk a subscription based platform where you have to pay a monthly fee to use google stadia and not only that there were tiers to the subscription fee for like basic things like 4k gaming which you know having to pay monthly just for 4k gaming when you can just buy a a console you know just a flat rate and then you have it forever 4k gaming but you want to play pay monthly for it you know it, it just made no sense not only that it was subscription based you still had to pay for the games you still had to pay you know the 60 dollars for the video games or whatever so it's like you're paying a subscription just to use the damn thing then you're paying another amount for just for, to buy the games you know so the business model itself was already pretty trash that and it was kind of the first into you know this whole 
cloud gaming thing and the technology for cloud gaming was still pretty new you know there was a lot of things that they still had to iron out the bugs about so it was playing a lot of bugs problems from launch and of course over over time you know they smooth things out but you know the pr and the damage is already done and two its catalog of games itself was not that large it really didn't have that much you know and three it's over reliance on the internet you know like if you had a shitty internet connection you're gonna have a shitty time playing those games over the cloud because it requires an internet connection for it to stream and play those games um so it was officially announced that google is killing stadia yep uh, Google Stadia is now officially dead and they will be issuing refunds for games purchased through Google Stadia and they'll be issuing refunds for you know the equipment bought for Google Stadia because it will no longer be supported um, for like the five people out there that did play Google that did use Google Stadia I'm sorry I guess but I mean with the amount of money you probably paid for in monthly subscriptions you could have bought like three PS5s. I'm just saying. Um. So, hey, if you have Google Stadia, well, that's tough. That's tough. But you know, maybe you know them. You know, moving on from Google Stadia, maybe they're looking into you know other avenues into the gaming, uh, into the gaming market. You know, maybe they'll use what they've learned with Google Stadia uh, to further, you know, other products that they might have in store. Who knows? You know, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but, you know, we'll see how that pans out. Um, Babylon's Fall. Um, it was a game that was released through by Square Enix and the same people behind, you know, Final Fantasy and various other games. Square Enix is a big ass company. But uh, they released a game called Babylon's Fall, and it was dead on arrival. I, mean, I, I was looking at some clips of, of Babylon's Fall earlier because I never looked that hard into it. Because it was funny if whenever you looked up Babylon's Fall, it was like followed by Babylon's Fall. It was just filled with you know all kinds of the Babylon's Fall uh, flopped, Babylon's Fall uh, bad like. If you look at Babylon's Fall on, on YouTube or whatever, it was just a lot of, you know, Babylon Fall is a terrible game. Worst game of the year. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, Babylon's Fall is exactly what I feared. Um, let's see what else. I'm, I'm, I'm looking through them right now. It's, it, it, it's a lot. Um. Holy shit. Babylon's Fall Steam player count crashes. Dropped to one concurrent player just two months after it launched. It has a 2.2 on Metacritic, y'all. Like, <laughs> it, yeah, it was truly, you know, the definition of dead on arrival. And it's, it, it, it's so bad, in fact, that physical copies of the game at GameStop, they... I'm not sure if you can still do it. I mean, call your local GameStop, GameStop, see if you can. 
but they were literally like just giving them away because they were ordered to like throw in the dumpster and like destroy you know the disc the disc because babylon's fall was apparently a live service game and a live service game is dependent on uh you know players keep coming back to play it you know spending money on microtransactions you know loot boxes or you know dlc packs that kind of stuff those are what live service games are you know and it's evident that you know people were not fucking with babylon's fall because one it was generic as hell two the graphics look like they came from like the ps3 xbox 360 era which is like like dog this game is for ps5 but it looks like a ps3 game how do you make a game look two generations behind like in 2022 bro like this makes no sense so it was so bad that i was like yo we're not gonna support this game come next year so you know anyone that has you know a disc or you know digital copy or whatever like you're kind of you're kind of out of luck because you won't be able to play the game anymore they're gonna shut it down because you know it's it's just bleeding them dry so yeah it got so bad bad to the bad to the point that you know gamestop was just, just giving away copies and throwing them away you know people on twitter were already posting that uh they called their gamestop and asked hey yo i heard y'all are uh, throwing away these copies of babylon's fall uh can i just you know have one like yeah sure and they were giving it away you know call your local GameStop maybe you know they might still have one you can go get it you know there you go you have a free game um or you know have an extra case to put your games in or you know use the disc as a coaster you know who knows whatever you whatever floats your boat um I don't think something like this has happened since like since like almost like what the 80s or 90s with et which for the, those of you who don't, don't know et was like one of the worst games that ever came out it came from it came out for the atari that's how old that game is it came out for the atari um the game was so bad and it sold so poorly that it's a story that they actually like buried a copy they buried the cartridges for the atari like in the fucking in new mexico or something like that like they dumped them and just buried them because they were not selling like that's how bad that game was and how bad it was selling so yeah i guess i guess history repeats itself now back then they had et now we have babylon's fall so uh, there you go uh speaking of bad uh twitch um i know i mean twitch is you know just a a live streaming service but they're so ingrained in gaming culture that it kind of falls under gaming but uh twitch the kind of one of the biggest you know streaming you know live stream services um bans gambling um apparently twitch announced that you know they will be banning you know unlicensed gambling sites um but they still won't be banning uh poker or sports betting which is kind of like huh how are you gonna ban gambling but you're still gonna leave two forms of gambling up on the site 
I mean, me personally, I don't really give a shit. I mean, if that's the kind of content you want to watch, go for it. Um, but what from my what I can gather is it kind of came from a lot of these. Cause I get no one really had an issue with it. Cause I I think a lot of people had the same mentality that I do. That it's like, yo, like I don't care. Like I don't like that kind of content, so I'm not gonna watch that kind of content. If you do go for it, I don't really give a shit. But some of the big big Twitch streamers like felt some kind of way about it. Cause I think I do remember like one story of like this Twitch streamer. <laughs> he was literally like, kind of scamming his audience for money like i need money to feed my gambling addiction type shit and which i mean his audience was stupid enough to actually give him the money and he made like a fuck ton of money off it and of course he gambled it away he was a man of his word at least he gambled it away and he had nothing to show for it so i guess a lot of these big twitch streamers felt some type of way and they banded together it's like yo we're gonna boycott you know twitch if y'all don't change this and twitch is like oh no no don't do that don't do that so they banned gambling which i guess hurts a lot of people's pockets on there you know the people that did you know stream gambling whatever you know hurt hurt their pockets um in their livelihood so a lot of the twitch streamers that gathered to get it off the platform were getting like a wave of hate right now and then um, because of that, Twitch is like, all right, we'll take gambling off, but you know, for every action, there's a reaction, and Twitch's reaction was they are changing the revenue shares. So people who are signed to Twitch, who are Twitch partners, they get a contract with, all right, this is how much you know your revenue splits are going to be. You know, if you're like on one of the top people, like top top people, and like you're kind of on to twitch early you had a 70 30 split you get 70 percent of the revenue and twitch takes their 30 percent of from that you know now they change it like all right you want to do that that's fine now your your revenue shares are going to be 50 50 you you get half i get half so that kind of cuts into you know a lot of these big twitch streamers pockets and it's like one that's really scummy on twitch's part and two it kind of go, it kind of falls onto the streamers themselves it's like dog like i mean i get all like also you know you have a platform you have influence you have power you know to change things even if it was for you know the right reasons and good intent at the same time you know sometimes dog it's just better to mind your own fucking business and keep pushing get your money you know because now that that happened, you know, this just leaves the door open for Twitch to go ahead and do more, you know, fuck shit like this. You know, even though they had a contract, you know, they're already like, you know, settling on it. They're changing the terms after the fact. And Twitch ultimately has the power because, I mean, they're the stream. They're the service that these people make their livelihood on. It's like, yo, without me, you had nothing. So, I mean. Yeah, we had a contract, but I can do what I, what I do because, I mean, you know, I'm the hand that feeds pretty much, you know, and they said, oh, well, you can still, you, know, you can make that money back, you know, that, that 20% or whatever, you just have to run more ads on your streams, which, I mean, having 
ads on streams it's already annoying because you know unlike you know ads like on a hulu or even ads on a like regular cable or whatever you know when when the commercials play the show isn't still going on in the background you know you know but on twitch you know since it is live it is live streaming you know if you get an ad or commercial you know you're 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 missing content you're literally missing content and some of these ads would be egregious bro i mean like a minute two minutes sometimes and sometimes you'll be getting them shit back to back to back to back you know it's, it's ridiculous because you know on one hand a lot of these streamers they're like yo i can't put more ads because it will kill my my viewer count because who wants to sit through a stream with like fucking 13 14 ads or whatever who wants to sit through that but also they're like but you're also hurting my pockets by cutting into you know you know i had a 730 now i got a 50 50 you know so you know it there's a lot of drama going on in the in the twitch sphere i was thinking about getting into it but honestly it's more lucrative and more smart to invest that kind of time and energy into making you know content on youtube because even though youtube does have its issues i'm not saying it's the perfect platform youtube does have its issues but at least with youtube there's more kind of security um you're able to kind of build more of a base and more of a platform on YouTube than Twitch. Um, man, like you can kind of make more of a living on YouTube than Twitch. Cause unless you're like kind of one of the top people on Twitch, you're not gonna make a living like that. You know, or on YouTube, there's varying degrees. You know, if you're smart, you have a good business, or you, know, you have a good channel, whatever you're good at you know monetizing your likeness or whatever you can have you know a decent living i mean you might not have you know the same living as like a fucking like a logan paul or you know like a pewdiepie where you know they're making upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars you know they're buying mansions all that kind of stuff you might not be on that top level of living but you'll be able to make a nice comfortable living even with you know a lower subscriber count than some of these people you know i've seen people you know like 100 100k subscribers and you know they're living you know pretty good decent lives you know not having to work a job anymore and you know they're making a decent living off of it a lot of you know music producers i watch you know they always say you know a good way to monetize music is through youtube you know start making content you know put a face to the name you know become a personality you know then you'll start to see you know some revenue being generated from your music you know from your likeness you know and that base will always be there for you and granted if you know you do everything right you don't do no fuck shit and you know you're consistent with your with your content your quality but yeah i think it's time for people to jump ship and twitch and start looking into youtube you know that you know this might be the writing on the wall for twitch you know go ahead and go ahead and get out while you can folks um moving on to music um <sighs> got some sad news to start off the music portion uh with but hey it is what it is uh rapper coolio most famous for you know 
his mega hit song uh gangsta's paradise uh passed away uh he passed away at the age of 59 um it's really sad to see um he died pretty young i mean 59 like he was a little bit older than my dad you know it, it it's it's different you know when you see someone pass away at like they're like 79 80 something like that you know it's like it's still sad but to a certain degree it's like i mean you lived a long enough life you know you're getting up there you know you know it's kind of more expected i guess but when you, when you get down to like the 50s 40s that's when i'm like damn bro like you still had you know some years left in you like cut, cut kind of short um but you know it's, it's it's really sad you know um sorry y'all i'm i'm, I'm reading uh, this article that came out talking about uh the cause of his death um... oh wow I'm reading, you know, they have like a write-up about him. Uh, he fell into the drug scene as a young adult, but he pulled himself out of it by becoming a volunteer fireman. Wow, that that's really commendable. Wow. I didn't know that about him. I mean, as, as, as fucked up as it's going to sound, like, I only knew him for Gangsta's Paradise. I didn't know him like that. And no one really talked about him like that. Like, damn, he's a dope rapper. He's a dope lyricist, all this kind of stuff. You know, whenever I heard about Coolio, it was just Gangsta's Paradise. It was that one song. Uh, damn, clickbait. But uh, even though the cause of death has not been officially released, it's believed he died of a heart attack. Which, again, it, it's really sad, you know, to see. And it's really sad to hear that he died, you know, at 59. You know, even though he had, you know, still some life left in him. And, you know, but he had a, he had his ups and downs, you know. But he had, you know, a pretty, you know, decent career. You know, I'm pretty sure he had a family, you know, people that loved him, stuff like that. So, I mean... I'll be praying for his family, you know, through this time of, you know, grieving and, uh, and, uh, sadness and loss, you know, wishing nothing for the best for them. But, um, yeah, rest in peace, Coolio. Moving on, uh, rapper the Baby, the Baby, he was like one of the hottest artists, you know, like come a year or two ago. He had, you know, songs like Suge, Bop, Rockstar, you know, he was looking like, like to be like that dude. Like, I think at one point in terms of like monthly, like streaming listeners on Spotify, or whatever, he was above Drake at one point, which is pretty crazy. I mean, I never really got into the baby like that. I mean, I liked the baby, you know, at first, you know, but then 
like everyone else pointed out it's like all right dude can we change it up a little bit like and and the beats he was getting like it's like all right dog like even the beats like come on change it up a little bit dog like these kind of beats like there are certain kinds styles of production and beats that's like they're so good that's like all right just keep giving me more of this but then there's other certain styles of production and beats where it's like okay i'm cool you know having some like a like couple hits from in this kind of style here and there but to try and build a whole catalog off of these styles of beats nah dog this ain't it you know give me something else and he had that controversy you know was it last year i think it was last year of he got in trouble with the you know the lgbtq community um they they checked his ass and got his ass out out up out of here and it's starting to show um he recently just put out an album um and it put it and to put it in perspective let me look up the 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 sales numbers for for one of his albums um bear with me y'all bear with me the baby yeah so the baby's uh album kirk which has songs like bop on it um it debuted at number one on the billboard top 200 and its first week sales were 145,000 equivalent album units removed um the baby put out an album uh titled uh let's see What's, what's this bullshit called come on spotify sorry y'all my, my spotify's acting up God. all right come on spotify come on The album's called Blame It On Baby 2. Um, and it sold 17K first week. <laughs> which which is... That, that's, that's really bad for a mainstream artist like him. You know... Especially as big as he was at one point. Like... 17k first week that is terrible like you can only be happy about those kind of numbers if you're like an independent artist like a small independent artist but being a you know a major label you know a mainstream artist like the baby you know 17k that is bad that is really bad so i, I think that i think that's it for uh for, for the baby you know time to pack him up and get him out and get him up out of here he's done pretty much and even though i think the controversy does play a part in it 
I think also another thing that plays a part in it, like I was mentioning earlier, it's it's just repetitive, dog. It's just really repetitive. Like, dog, you need to switch up. You know, to switch it up. But I think it's too late for that now. I think, you know, the writing's on the wall. It's too late now. Um. So, I mean, sorry to baby. You had a good run. I hope you saved that money. You know, because you ain't getting that kind of money again. You know, it was already bad. You know, they were trying to, they were selling, uh, they were giving away tickets to one of the baby shows. And it got so bad, he didn't sell that main tickets that they just straight up canceled the show. So, there's that. Um, you know, hey, it is what it is. You know, just another case of, you know, you're hot one minute, the next you're not. Speaking of hot one minute and the next you're not, uh, Ice Spice. She is a female rapper out of the Bronx, uh, New York, um, who's recently gone viral for her viral song, uh, Munch. Um, you might have heard of it or might have heard it. Uh, me personally, I think the song's whack. I think it's trash. But then again, it's, it's one of those things that like, it's probably just not for me. You know, I think it's whack. I think it's trash. But, you know, it's one of those things like yeah, it might just not be for me. You know, I try not to label things as whack or trash because I'm like, eh, maybe, you know, it's just not for me type thing. But I think it might be safe to say that it's just whack. And, you know, she might just be another one hit wonder because Ice Spice recently performed a show here in Houston. Um, it was actually last night. Um, she was here in Houston. She por- performed her that song um, and the crowd was not feeling it. There, it. It's a clip going around on Twitter right now where she's performing it. And like people are just standing there like stale faced, like, like, what the fuck is this? And uh, <laughs> it, it was just funny to watch because, I mean, I'll give her credit. She was bold for trying to come down here and, you know, perform that song. Um, no, sorry, y'all. I just got text. I'll give her credit for uh, for trying to come down here and perform that song, but also at the same time, I'm not surprised that was the crowd's reaction because I mean, I mean, Houston folks are really hard to please in terms of you know rap and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I'm I'm be honest, a lot of you know Southern people don't really like like that drill kind of stuff. I mean, I I like some of it, but a lot of Southern people down here they don't like that kind of stuff. Um, and Houston's like it was a really tough crowd to really you know get a reaction out of. 
like, I mean, to put it in perspective, like, when I was going to see Kendrick Lamar on the damn tour in 2017 or whatever, yeah, 2017, uh, Travis Scott was actually one of the openers, and Travis Scott is actually here from Houston, and the crowd reaction, it was okay, but mostly, you know, on the lower levels, you know, in my section, like, on the upper sections, whatever, like people were literally just sitting down watching it i was like one of the only people in my section going like going hand for travis it was like damn y'all this dude's actually from here this is hometown y'all ain't gonna show no love I'm like damn bro so houston is a tough crowd to please sometimes um not sometimes it is a hard plot hard crowd to please but um yeah uh I think it's safe to say. I think it's safe to say she's a one-hit wonder. Cause <laughs> I saw someone said tweeted that video out and they tweeted uh she's doing her signature move and it ain't working. Yeah, I think it's safe to say she's got you know she's done. Cause I mean she she doesn't even really rap her own song like that. The background, you know, the background song playing does that for her. And she you know, she'll just need like a few few like a few lines and then like she'll just start twerking you know which like do your thing but i mean that's that's your whole gimmick i mean you you can get out of here real quick i think it's safe to say she you know she pack her up and get her out of here you know um well yeah that about does it for episode eight of the musical we podcast um hope y'all enjoyed this episode and i will catch y'all on the next one peace